Welcome to our sixth episode of the CRE Advantage. My name is Charles Williams. I am the owner and managing member of Pioneer Realty Capital. And today we have with us Ms. Jana Rubel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jana is with uh, Acclivity Bank or Acclivity Financial, right? Right. And uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about a very interesting subject that uh, many in our audience may not have even heard about before. But we're going to talk a little bit about uh, USDA loans. So now you might say that we're not selling cows, so what are we talking about USDA for? <laughs> but uh, USDA has a lot to do with uh, commercial real estate finance. So well, we're going to discuss uh, how or what role uh, USDA loans play in commercial real estate finance. Uh, but first, before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about Jana and her background and her history. Uh, she started her career in the SBA department with Heller, Hellier or Heller? Heller. Heller Financial. After leaving Heller Financial, uh, she went to work for Business Loan Express, uh, and there she worked as a business development officer, and she has been in the SBA, USDA lending world for about 24 years. Yes. That's, long that's, time. That's a long time. Uh, you must have started when you were five. Yeah, I was just a little <laughs> baby. She's coming out of the womb. So, um... She's a long-term uh, time resident of Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, uh, she's very active with regards to commercial real estate lending, uh, $300 million in transactions, mm-hmm. SBA and USDA. Now, uh, that's a lot of loans because these loans typically are much smaller than some of the bigger transactions. They're in the you know, three to five, uh, but you probably transact some pretty big deals at USDA as well, yeah, right? Yeah, probably. I mean, probably average size around a million two or something on the loans that I've done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, about 300 loans. Wow, that's a lot. Jana attended the University of Arkansas, so she's a Razorback. Uh, that's where she received her Bachelor of Science in Business Administration. Uh, she's been very active uh, in uh, many business or- organizations. Uh, to include the Texas Association of Business Brokers, uh, where she was a board member there. Uh, She served as the uh, president of the Dallas chapter of the Arkansas Alumni Association, and she currently serves as chairman of the North Texas Association of Government Guaranteed Lenders. That's a mouthful. (laughs) That is a mouthful. You are a busy person. Now, it it also says that in her free time, if you can imagine her having free time, (laughs) Uh, in her free time, she likes to boat. Uh, she's an avid golfer, uh, biker, uh, not motorcycles, but yeah, riding bikes or bicycles. Oh, bicycles, okay. Uh, running, and she uh, participates in charity poker. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go post cards. <laughs> she, has, uh, she has two uh, children uh, who she cheers on in their various athletic and school events. Is that correct? That's correct. So you are a busy person. But today we're going to talk to you about um, commercial real estate finance and um, particularly about uh, the company you work for. And you guys have, a, I would say, a specialty lending product. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that for the benefit of our audience. So you work for a company called Acclivity Financial. Yes. So tell me about Acclivity Financial. All right, so Acclivity Financial is the uh, subsidiary of Citizens Bank. Uh, since there's so many Citizens Banks out there, this one is located in Tennessee, and we made a subsidiary, this Acclivity Financial, to handle SBA and USDA loans nationwide. Oh, wow, okay. So now, um, 
This Citizens Bank, uh, do they have branches all over the United States? No, they, they're just located in Tennessee. So. Okay. So how are you able to do loans in all over the United States with your, if your branch is in Tennessee? Right. We have loan production offices um, all over the United States. And my processors, closers, underwriters are all located in the Atlanta area. Okay. And we just have a centralized department to handle all that. Okay, well, great. So for Acclivity Financial, or which is the group that you work for, uh, what would you say your lending niche is? So our lending niche is really special use properties. Uh, that would be your hotels, gas stations, restaurants, assisted living, self-storage, RV parks, anything uh, commercial real estate-wise that you would say has a special purpose. Okay. So, so uh, that is a niche because a lot of the bigger banks tend not to want to finance those type um, assets. Is that correct? That's correct. So with the loan-to-value on those that commercial banks are willing to do, where we're able to do up to 90% on a lot of projects. Okay. So, Jenna, what we're really interested in today is to gain an education mm -hmm. on USDA loans. Okay. Uh, we talked about it in the beginning. Um, would you say that most people are aware of what a USDA loan is? No, I would say most people think that a USDA loan is related to a farm, uh, but it's really just a business, uh, any type of business located in a town of less than 50,000 mm -hmm. uh, that's not right next to a metroplex. And if you look at every small town, they're going to have, you know, a gas station, a hotel, and other businesses like that, and those are the ones that would qualify for USDA. Okay. And this is also the BNI USDA program, which is Business and Industry. Uh, there's a lot of other USDA-related programs, but specifically what we do are the BNIs. Okay. So now tell me, what sets a USDA loan apart from a uh, perhaps an SBA loan or a, a conventional loan? What, what's the difference between a USDA loan? Uh, other than, I know we talked about the geographic, uh, it's, it's in a smaller town. Right. Uh, but but what, what else would you say uh, would be the difference? Yeah, so basically it's, it's for a customer who is having a hard time getting a loan. A lot of times the large national banks, um, they don't want to lend to smaller areas, uh, smaller popular areas. So it provides them an opportunity to get, like I said, an 80% loan to value uh, on their property, uh, to refinance, to purchase a property, uh, to expand, or to do construction. So. Okay, so you can acquire property. Mm -hmm. uh, commercial real estate with a USDA loan. Uh, can you refinance with it? You can refinance. You can refinance with it. Uh, can you do cash out with it? Cash out refinance? Uh, only if it's used into the project. So it would be to buy new inventory or to do improvements or something like that. It wouldn't be just cash out. Okay. And then you can uh, do new construction mm -hmm. with a USDA loan. Now, uh, does the money actually come from the USDA? <laughs> no, that's always, uh, people get confused about that. On SBA and USDA loans, it's just a guarantee that we go to get from the government. And mm -hmm. that's because we're going to document the file in such a way uh, that meets the requirements of the government. Okay. Um, and also with the USDA loan that's different with an SBA loan is, unfortunately, there's not a preferred lender program. So when you do a USDA loan, you're going to send the package to that state. Um, they're going to look over it and determine if it's something that they want to have funded in the state of Texas or whatever state that you're dealing in. Okay. So um, 
Would you say that um, it takes a little longer or time is really not an issue on a USDA loan? Well, that's one of the things that a lot of people have heard about USDA, and the time is longer uh, because you are going to do a package. So it's very important that you work with the right bank uh, that has a program set up, and they do a lot of USDA loans. Mm -hmm. uh, my bank specifically, we hired a packager from the USDA, and he's able to put a package together correctly up front, uh, which saves on the time. But you are going to normally look at an extra month onto the time compared to an SBA loan. Okay. So, in other words, if a SBA loan would generally take 30 to 45 days uh, from the time you uh, get the application to the time you close it, mm -hmm. uh, USDA loan, you're looking at maybe 60 to 75 days? Yeah, I would say 60 to 90 days. Um, it, and again, it's a matter of packaging up front mm -hmm. correctly, because if you can send a complete package in, then you can process that within 30 days once it gets to them. Mm -hmm. uh, but there are horror stories out there that it takes longer if you know, you're dealing with the wrong person that doesn't know how to put that together. We closed $6.5 million deal in just 17 days, and it's only because of Pioneer Reality Capital. They are very professional. They are like with us all the time. Whenever we feel we need to contact them, they were just a click away. And I remember on the day of closing, Belia and Victoria was with us and they were just, just right next to us. Whatever the information they needed, we were providing them and everything was so smooth. So now, I know that um, with many of these uh, government uh, guaranteed programs, like USDA, uh, there's only a certain amount of money allocated uh, per year for the program. Is that correct? That is correct. So, so, so how does that work uh, with, uh, with your loan? How do you manage a uh, loan request given that there may not be an allocation for that state? Well, what they do, and we haven't had a problem with it in the last couple of years with USDA, but they can pull from other states if one state has is, is basically run out of money. Okay. They, and they have a national pool, too, that they put money into. So we haven't seen it be a problem in the last couple of years. Okay. Well, that's good. So now, would you say that some states are easier to work with than others? Definitely. Definitely. Okay. There are certain states, uh, unfortunately, with the state we sit in, Texas being one of the harder ones. Uh, but then, again, if you have the right lender, then you, the process is going to go as quickly as possible. Uh, but yes, some states are harder than others. Uh, Louisiana, for instance, is a, a very favorable state, a little easier to get deals done there. But Okay. So what advice would you give uh, a potential borrower? Let's say that uh, we have a uh, small business owner out there um, who wants to you know, construct a building and uh, USDA is favorable because he can get higher leverage, he can get up to 80%, right? Mm -hmm. um, but uh, in order to make that process go smooth, uh, what, should that, what should they do to prepare themselves? Well, on USDA, a lot of times what I do is up front, once they get the plans, if it's construction, mm -hmm. uh, then I order appraisal as soon as possible because that percentage is based on that appraised value. So again, we're going back to commercial real estate as you know the source of this business 
and they have to be fully secured on the USDA loan. Mm. So it's 80% of that real estate value. Okay, okay. Now can you use um, uh, outside collateral, outside of the real estate as security? You can. So you can use extra collateral that you might have commercial-wise or residential. Um, I did a hotel in Virginia where the borrower only had to come up with 13% down because he pledged to lean against another hotel he owned. So that was a very much a benefit to him. If he'd gone to another program, he might would have had to put, you know, uh, 20 or 25 percent down, but we were able to do it with 13 percent. So what you're saying is that uh, it is possible to cross collateralize assets in order to get your leverage up. Yes. Wow, that is that's great. So Jenna, what would you say are some of the unique features? of a USDA loan that would make it, that would set it apart from, let's say, an SBA loan or maybe even uh, other conventional loan programs? Yes, Charles. So one of the things that's a benefit to the USDA is a lot of times a customer who does SBA loans, they run out of their eligibility because they only have a $5 million limit. But there's not a limit on USDA loans. In fact, you could refinance that SBA loan with a USDA loan to free up some of the availability. So, I see that a lot of times with customers, especially in the hotel market, where they're wanting to buy a hotel in a more rural area, and we're able to go in and do that USDA because they've used up all their SBA. Wow, very good. So uh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) So the SBA 7A loan is generally a floating rate loan for a lot of lenders, right? Uh, But the USDA loan, is it always floating rate or is it fixed rate? No, there are fixed rates and floating rates, and the difference being a lot of times is on the prepayment penalty. Mm. So if you want to do the fixed rate, then you're going to normally have to do a 5% flat prepayment penalty. Okay. Uh, But if you want the 5% declining prepayment penalty, then you're going to need to use a floating rate. Okay, okay. So I'm going to just take a second to explain uh, our business jargon to our audience because we may have... Right. folks in our audience who, who may not know what a prepayment penalty is. Um, because after all, who wants to be penalized for doing something good? Pay, know, paying right? your loan off early, right? That's <laughs> so, but in the world of commercial real estate, uh, if you pay your loan off early, you can be subject to a penalty. Uh, the reason why is because the lender uh, counts on making that interest. And so if you deprive them of the right of earning that interest on, on the loan, uh, then uh, they're going to sometimes penalize you. And as Jana mentioned, that uh, penalty can be as much as 5%, but depending on the type of loan you get, it could be much greater than that. Okay. Right? right. Now, you mentioned a couple types of prepayment penalties. You mentioned a uh, 5% flat. So explain what that is. Yes, that would be 5% uh, for the first five years of the note. So each year, if they were to prepay, it would be a 5% penalty. Okay. So if I had a loan amount or a loan balance that's a million dollars, and uh, I paid that million dollars off early, Mm -hmm. then I'm going to be subject to a $50,000 penalty. Correct. If I paid um, additional principal throughout the year, and that's one of the caveats about USDA is you actually cannot prepay any. So you, so you, you have to, to pay, it, pay it off or just make your payments? Correct. So you can't make extra payments? You can't make extra payments. 
Okay, good. A lender that does not want their money. <laughs> I know, right? The USDA does not want to be paid off. Okay. They want to make sure that that business has plenty of capital and they're able to function and they think you need to keep that on your books. So, mm. so now, uh, what, what are some other unique features? You are going to mention something else. Yeah, so the other thing is I uh, refinanced an RV park where they had a seller carryback note on that and the note was only a year old. And they wanted to do SBA, but you have to have the seller note on standby. I mean, it has to be there for two years. Mm. And so you couldn't use SBA, but we could use USDA to refinance that. It only needs to be in place for one year. So it sounds like that if that property is in a uh, USDA eligible area, it, it gives you more flexibility than an SBA loan would give you. In certain situations, yes. Okay, well, good. Well, thank you so much for coming today. Uh, joining our podcast and telling us all about USDA loans. Uh, I've learned some things that I didn't necessarily know, um, and so that it, it helps me personally, and I'm certain that in our audience um, you guys are learning some things too. But perhaps uh, we talked about something that may not have been clear. Uh, please uh, you know, add a comment in the comment section, and we'll try to address that. Uh, but we uh, certainly ask that you subscribe. Um, so that we know that you actually like this podcast. <laughs> and then it's always good if you like us too, if, if you do like it. But if there, there's anything that we can do to improve the podcast, then uh, please let us know. Uh, but we certainly thank you for joining us, and we uh, thank you, Jana, uh, for coming and educating us. And uh, we look forward to seeing our audience again next week. Thanks, Charles. All right, thank you.